Hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, the Dark Knight himself, Grift. How is it going? Hey, uh, yeah, it's it's your local uh, quirked up white boy looking for his uh, ethnically ambiguous uh, Catwoman. Um. <laughs> uh, it's it's such a joy to see you know couples winning like this. It's it's the new trend. It's <laughs> some of those things where like even racists are probably like oh, I'll allow it this time. You know, it's fine. I, I saw the story trending today that um, that's Zoe Kravitz uh, auditioned for The Dark Knight Rises, but apparently. Apparently they said she was quote too urban. So nice, uh, nice. Christopher Nolan, you're you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the plot points of uh, the Dark Knight Rises of like imagine if uh, Occupy Wall Street was evil. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if Bane was communist. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of that whatsoever. It was the fact that he wouldn't cast Lenny Kravitz's daughter in. Uh, a movie i think she also would have been like 19 at the time i think and so you know <laughs> it's yeah. Pro- yeah that's i mean given uh the christian bale's age in that one and you know he's playing like an older batman yeah there would have been a problematic age gap there for sure yeah that, that's how you answer those accusations chris nolan you respond wokely <laughs> in your own way okay yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week, of course, as everyone can tell based on the title, we are talking about The Batman, uh, the new 2022 film from director Matt Reeves. Uh, Griff, you have seen this movie twice now, so you're now the expert uh, on this uh, movie, I, I would like to say. So what did you think about it? Oh, my God. So fucking good. I, I went and saw it again this afternoon because like, I didn't have anything else to do like you know it's just like fuck it why not see it again before we record and it was just as engrossing the second time you know you caught a few more details uh, one thing that really stuck out to me the second time was the the score the musical score was really fucking good like just that that like pounding theme that they have and and then the sort of the way um the way in some of the more horror tinge scenes, the, the music really uh, contributed to the atmosphere. It's just, I mean, we're going to, we're going to get into it with this one, but just an incredible production all the way around. Yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, we're g- definitely going to be getting into it. So I want there to be like the obligatory spoiler warning, blah, blah, blah over everything, but we're not going to be doing a full plot by plot breakdown because this movie is fucking three hours long. So instead I, I really want us to discuss the themes and our favorite things and what we we liked about this movie because I think that's the main takeaway. You know, critics like this movie a fair amount. It's resting at like a 75 uh, when with weighted reviews. Audiences like it. It's sitting at like an 87. So if anyone's on the fence about whether or not they should watch it, sure, go ahead. Don't know why we would be the thing that would swing it one way or the other, <laughs> but uh, uh, just watch it so you can actually start scrolling Twitter again and getting all of the increasingly... Uh, uh, obscure references, I think, would be something to do. Um, 
Now, before we talk about, uh, you know, just like this is remember this, remember this, remember this, this was cool. Uh, and, you know, we start <laughs> overly fanboying. I really wanted to give a lot of props to the people behind the camera because, you know, Matt Reeves, he went from doing the Planet of the Apes movies to then doing Batman. You know, the, the post has come out talk, calling him the anti Tim Tim Burton with how he uh, went in that order. Burton went the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that. Uh, uh, of course, you know, his vision really rings true. I'm uh, incredibly excited for what other stuff he might end up having uh, coming up set in this world. But also, I really wanted to shout out the uh, second unit director uh, named Robert Alonzo. Uh, he was also the second unit director for Deadpool, and he was a stunt coordinator for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I want to give him credit because this is the first time I've seen Batman really fight hard not in like a cool stylized way uh like uh zach snyder does or in the nolan way where it's all shaky cam and like leg sweeps i'm sorry batman can't fight in the nolan movies like this has a brutality to it uh that uh i just i really respect what all was happening it honestly makes the fight choreography in the nolan movies look like a fucking joke he'll like the the christian bale will just like punch a guy once and then he just you just immediately collapses whereas like robert Pattinson, this one he is like beating each of his foes like several times with incredibly brutal punches and just fucking them up and you can i mean it obviously plays into his interpretation of the character because he's uh you know relatively new to to being batman he's still grappling with his rage and is still trying to figure out what exactly this uh this this uh you know pet project of his so to speak is is really going for and what what he's trying to do with it but yeah just oh my yeah the the fights were fights were brutal and the the, the physics in a lot of it were very very like realistic you know it was really cool to see how um, this version of the Batman like used his surroundings and the the, the tools at its disposal and had some really really creative uh, t- uh, takedowns of the bad guys as 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 well as the brutality behind it. Absolutely, I mean, th- what really helped set this movie apart in my head is the fact that this Batman is introduced like a goddamn horror monster. Like he comes yep. <laughs> from the shadows. And- I am the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know like. Uh, uh, the gang, the you know, the subway street gang at the beginning of the movie, uh, that's trying to like blood in this one guy, right? Uh, you know, yeah, and um, it, like that that poor teenager, you know, he just watched like all the toughest guys in this neighborhood just get obliterated and ethered by some yeah, guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really liked how he had the half um joker face paint to to show like he's kind of in but he hasn't been blooded yet and like the 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 gang and the vibe of gotham it was like straight out of the warriors yeah like it was yeah so like yeah you you had this like you know just dirty gritty gotham just covered in trash and it's always raining it's just filthy and dark and like batman's like oh they don't like fear fear is my weapon they don't know what i'm lurking in the shadows and just that that whole 
opening sequence where you there's this sort of like montage of low level uh you know street thugs uh committing robberies and, and beating people down but they don't know whether batman's in the in the shadows and then when he finally emerges you're like fuck yeah poor <laughs> batman let's fucking go well you see it you see it because like that's his superpower is the fear that like odds are batman's not gonna get you but jesus christ if batman does get you tonight like it's the end like uh he is vengeance as he likes to say over and over again Uh, i like how they keep calling him vengeance like the the penguin and catwoman both like sort of like cheekily refer to him as 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 vengeance just because he's because he's he's kind of corny with it in the beginning he he absolutely is i love you know on the other side of the spectrum i love how uh, uh not commissioner lieutenant gordon at this stage is uh just yeah. calling him man not batman so yeah yeah so, i don't even know who you are man <laughs> he's like come on man what do you mean man let's go check yeah. out this crime <laughs> Uh, fuck you mean you left the perks in the bat cave (laughs) (laughs) it's such a great world that they built up i mean the production designer deserves props for this too because while so many things get called gritty but really what they just mean is edgelordy like this is gritty in the sense that it's grounded you know like this city could it looks like it's just a run down city, almost like there was a billion dollars of funding that was meant to go towards repairs and then became a mob slush fund instead. You know, like it seems like something like that has happened to the city and the effects therein. It, it was sort of the, the perfect merger of uh, Nolan's like, you know, sort of like modern realistic city Chicago with the, Chicago. yeah, with it, with the with the Gothic trappings of the bird films um and like it was also very obviously new york like oh yeah y- you know oh, i'm sorry yeah. Did gotham square garden yeah, uh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wayne wayne tower is overlooking the park like it yeah and it's and it, it, it felt like like a you know realistic gritty uh but but more sort of gothically stylized new york which is exactly what gotham is it's like you know the the gritty new new york at night um you know sort of it, it was it was sort of like a, an update on the gotham that we got in the joker movie but sort of in the present day instead of like the late 70s early 80s yes i think that, that that's very accurate it's also wonderful how this movie has like two daylight scenes everything else is at night and uh you know it's some real just like oh okay uh, like robert pattinson is a fucking vampire in this movie (laughs) like it's (laughs) it's wild uh uh one of the writers for this film uh who isn't matt reeves uh who was the main writer but this other guy peter craig he wrote the town which i i really enjoyed as a film hell yeah wrote uh (laughs) hunger games mocking jay part one and two you're not going to hell yeah that? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not? No, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I mentioned this is that he's also the writer for Top Gun Maverick. Okay. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go see what happens there. Um, uh, you know, it, it seems like they kept the sensibilities of a comic book, but they tried to apply it to the real world. So everything kind of had a through line and a logic to it, like right even down to the Batcave. That's, you know, just like an abandoned subway terminal. 
you know like yeah uh, oh i guess that is how it would work and i guess it makes sense sure fucking work with it just beautiful earlier you had also mentioned about the sound and yeah. you know the sound design of course is its own thing and i think that that was cool i like the like spurs effect whenever <laughs> batman walked into a room even though it was motorcycle boots you know, it's almost <laughs> like he's the sheriff of the town walking in yeah <laughs> and like, I, I liked how like the boots weren't they just looked like sort of like sort of combat boots that some like uh like fashion forward person in the streets of new york would wear you know like it wasn't quite like full <laughs> like you know you know like tricked out fucking bat boots that you would see on like the the athletic version of the character who's like much more but much more deep in the game at that point there's still like a couple trappings <laughs> to this suit that that feel homemade and uh and a little more like rough around the edges it is wonderful to see like his costume you know, it, like uh, it, all of it felt incredibly practical, you know, like uh, it, it, like it has a cape, but you see him actually using the cape as a weapon. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> like he was fighting with the cape and he was using it to try and blind someone temporarily or wrap their head around. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that would be terrifying if a giant bat came in, wrapped you up in its cloak <laughs> and then started pummeling you. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, just getting smothered in the bat cape. Just oh, absolutely terrifying. The reason I mentioned the music is that the composer for this, uh, I believe his name is Michael Ganacci. Uh, he is kind of like an all-star person. Like He did a ton of Pixar movies, also did the music for the Spider-Man franchise, as well as Jurassic World. So I think he's kind of coming up as our generation's go-to composer when you have a big movie just like sure knock it out of the park do your amazing thing all the time every time so so he's kind of like taking up the, the han zimmer mantle a bit a little say. bit but what makes him different yeah. though is that he tries to incorporate real uh materials that exist in the movie and make a score with utilizing that as a factor Ooh, okay and so it, it's pretty cool i i I know this movie's going to come out on Blu-ray or it's going to be available on HBO Max or whatever. I don't care. I need all of the special features about this because I, I want to know everything about how this movie got made. Um, the uh, editors for this uh, were named uh, William Hoy and Tyler Nelson. Tell me if you've heard of these movies that they've worked on, Grift. Uh, 300, Watchmen, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and the Mindhunter TV series. Hmm, uh, yeah, there's uh, two people are behind all of those. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Fincher and Snyder. Um, and I think, we were, yeah, we were talking pre-show about how it, this, it felt like this took the best elements from from like b both of those two auteurs collective works and sort of merged it into this this new product that i think i think worked really well I, i'm still just in awe over it you know it, it the way that they were able to blend stylistically so many things you know like uh the, even even using things like light i know it sounds weird and dumb but like how they utilized light it, as they're cutting from scene to scene and the darkness you, you felt like you were staying in the city it, it all felt very real and kind of tying the storylines together i hate to be utilizing the stan lee quote of well new york is a character in the marvel world but like gotham yeah. feels like its own kind of character 
because of how they edited this movie to feel uh, the entire time. It, it just, again, props to them. The biggest props in the world, though, to my new favorite guy who exists in this world. I didn't realize that he was my favorite person until I, I came across the fact that uh, he worked on uh, several things I enjoy. It's a gentleman by the name of Greg Frazier, who is the cinematographer for this. Uh, he was also the cinematographer for Foxcatcher, Rogue One, season one of Mandalorian, and Dune. So, <laughs> my favorite movie of 2021, and what is a strong contender for favorite movie of 2022. Uh, same cinematographer. Good work. Good work, guy. Yeah, this was the best uh, three-hour epic that I've seen since Dune, for sure. <laughs> Um, just, but, just yeah, please like, don't make any movies on your own. Please work with Villeneuve <laughs> and please work with Reeves. Just make more Dune than a Batman. Dune than a Batman over and over again until you die. Thank you. Thank you. Apparently, uh, Robert Pattinson just said that he wants to be in the Dune sequel. So I, I they they haven't Fuck cast yeah. they they haven't Fuck cast yeah. Fade Rautha yet. So let's no? go. Let's fucking go. Like he can go. Yo, he he can, he can dye his hair like those like. Uh, you know, pro promo shots that have been floating around from his earlier work. Like, yeah, he can go lean into the, the quirked up white boy thing. Like, I think it's a perfect oh, fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think uh, th he's the right man for the job. I, this, <laughs> this, we can will this into existence. You hear that? Uh, let, let's uh, start a campaign. Pattinson full frontal in Doom 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, so that that's all the stuff behind the camera. I really like giving these people these props and also kind of highlighting the fact like this is what blockbusters should be is a bunch of incredibly talented people from other things all getting together and making something that meshes well cohesively. It shouldn't just be a formulaic equation on some studio exec spreadsheet going like, well, uh, this will be a profitable blockbuster because formulaically it says that it will. No, it's a whole bunch of different creatives all, again, collaborating and working together under one singular vision, which I love. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bar is fucking on the ground at this point, and, and particularly for comic book movies. But I mean, this felt oh like God, an actual yeah. real fucking movie which in this day and age crazy is, is like nuts and they're like and particularly a three-hour movie that did not feel like that at all like the the runtime just flew by um i think like your your post about it being like a really good uh hbo miniseries in theaters like that definitely rung true but i'm not complaining at all because it it, it flowed well from plot point to plot point everything was fleshed out i you 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 mentioned that you weren't rewriting it in your head as it went along and I, I felt the same way because i was just excited to find out where it was going to go next i wasn't thinking like oh no i would have done this differently i, I would have done this you know a, a better way which usually is the case like when we're watching contemporary films but um i was i was just i was along for the ride basically and you know this felt like a real movie instead of episode one of the batman saga tv show you know like marvel <laughs> movies feel of you know this the next episode of the tv uh whatever fine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep hating on marvel but you know just just uh my god they should be on suicide watch yeah after this and they're, like they're... and considering that they're planning on doing spin-off hbo series of this like it technically yeah, is because that's what hbo first... fucking rocks yeah. at yeah <laughs> like 
it technically is doing the Marvel thing where it's like building it's it's the it's you know they're building out the cinematic universe and there's going to be future ones but it made you actually want there to be um more more entries in this in this world because it wasn't it wasn't just teasing future uh characters or you know or storylines it was actually an incredibly well plotted thought out um, story, you know, story with emotional arcs and uh, like incredible character beats, and yeah, it was it was just the whole package, very satisfying, wrapped up well, while teasing a little more for the future. So like, like we're we're just we're just jacking this thing off the whole time. I'm 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 it's here fine. for it. It's like, coming all yeah. over the place. It's it, it, it's it's good. It feels good. It feels right. We're accessing feels- all areas of the, the bad cave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my point is, like, if I can feel this way about a fucking Batman reboot, like Batman, fucking Batman, like I'm, I'm a franchise where every time it's announced, I go, do we need another fucking one of these? And yet I went opening weekend for this podcast and I had a complete blast with it. Like, there's no reason I should have enjoyed this. But then I realized I enjoyed it because it was fresh. It was new. It was well presented. It had all of the elements of complete completely solid filmmaking and it just kind of reminded me about how far down the scale things have slid to this point when it comes to you know other comic things like what you've settled for and what's become the norm like i'm sorry that this isn't wandavision or whatever the fuck but (laughs) like (laughs) i will take this one week in gotham kind of storyline like it, it just is it's beautiful is what it is it, it embraces the wet filthy darkness that exists in the city you know like when you're able to and i keep going back to the idea of light but when you have you know red light just permeating throughout the entire film and then it becomes yellow and so then the theme goes from red and black to yellow and black it's a slight shift but that's also kind of implying that there was also a little bit of an arc that exists you know uh and i'm sure we'll get to it later but you know just just fucking great i loved it i loved it so much it literally made me want to go check out like classic batman comics and graphic novels that it drew inspiration from like that's what these movies should be doing it should be making you want to go check out the original source material but like that's- who, who, has, who has ever watched a marvel movie and then gone damn I, I really i really need to check out these these comics that they're based on it's like no you're <laughs> Like they're, they're, they're going to be so mad when they find out that Falcon actually had like a pet Falcon and it wasn't a drone. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been cool. It could have been cool instead. No, fuck this. It's one of those things, you know, uh, earlier you had alluded to about, you know, we're getting glimpses into the world as it's constructed versus we're getting, you know, just kind of force fed the information of saying what it is. I, I love uh, in the third act, there's the, the part where Batman takes just like a, a shotgun blast to the chest and is just, you know, stroking out like it, yeah. it's going to be the end of him. And then he pulls like a little green vial out of fucking nowhere, uh, doesn't explain what it is, and then just, you know, puts it into an already established port on the bat suit, but then injects him, and then he just fucking goes nuts on one of the goons. Yeah, yeah he, he goes, I think someone on Twitter put it, he, he, he went full goblin mode. 
and it's it's not explained at all. We didn't get some like you know some sort of uh, expository scene where he's showing off how he got the the gadgets from the military industrial complex through his like you know intelligence handler it's just like no he's batman he has these he he just has this this fucking thing to deploy and when it when he needed it he brought it out and it was fucking awesome it's wonderful and you know they weren't like it what again that what you're talking about like it wasn't alfred being like your father was working on a new serum to try and repair the human body it's called venom they practiced it in various <laughs> South American countries. <laughs> it became the bane of your father's existence. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> you know, and we're making jokes about that because that's what another unnamed studio does all the fucking time. Like that's just all, all it's become. Yeah, you know what? Let, let's just focus on this Batman, though. Like I, I really enjoyed Robert Pattinson's just absolute dedication to not being another jacked up guy uh it, it was just weird to see him be like oh like he's clearly in shape he's like in the top five percentile of being in shape but he's still like a scrawny super pale super emo little guy and so uh it, it was just nice to see him uh just like uh as you had mentioned uh going goblin mode yeah the entire time. <laughs> like he's yeah he's definitely in shape but he's but he's pretty lean he's not like a fucking like roided out beast like because all he eats are little berries come on now <laughs> yeah <laughs> And like they, it's actually realistic in that if this person were to exist in real life and was out all night, he would just be a fucking wreck, you know, like just red, bleary eyes, just like it completely like on the dark sunglasses. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> like, like, I mean, he, he's already a fucking like insane person to pursue this project, but it just, you know, fucks with his mental health and ability to uh, like interact, like have regular interactions with people. Like, yeah, he, he, he's he, a he fucking weirdo. Him. Yeah. He plays him like he's pretty much on the spectrum. Like when, when Catwoman, uh, <laughs> Uh, when when no Cat- no yeah, I, I I'm gonna push back a little bit on this. He, he, I like I, I, we cannot start just calling fucking weird <laughs> weird white guys being on the spectrum. No, Come on, no. Batman just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. This is a guy who's hopped up on amphetamines for like two years straight. (laughs) (laughs) He's not able to make eye contact with people. He's autistic. Or maybe he's just a fucking psychopath and doesn't know how to have like normal conversations with anyone anymore. I'm sorry, Greg, that he's not relatable to you. (laughs) No, I was was specifically referencing the the bit of discourse I've seen on that Uh, other time. with that one <laughs> I, i'm sorry i'm sorry it, it i like I, it's important for marginalized groups to have representation <laughs> but it's it, it's not there <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you know who could have worked as proper re- i say proper but as representation maybe alfred or maybe someone else uh, <laughs> just you know like you don't need fucking <laughs> 
just emo listening to Nirvana Batman. He just he just uh, like you know um, Alfred's like oh the the way the accountants are here our company's finances are a mess. He just stumbles out and, and puts on sunglasses and the please be patient I have autism hat. <laughs> <laughs> the accountants are meeting with Batman because they're hoping he's gonna rain man the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> god. Oh my god. You know, like I, I also love how in this in this version, Batman is an actual detective. Like you see him yes. doing detective work beyond just like, oh, I looked at my computer or in the dark night, I built a sonar copy of the city so I could find the Joker or Yeah, uh, I, you know. I, I violated the human rights of, of every person in Gotham. Um I was I was able to uh reconstruct a bullet fragment from like like some 3D render or whatever bullshit he did in the dark night. Like it's yeah. like, I'm honestly like sort of like those movies will always have nostalgia for me. Cause you know what they were, I, I remember being absolutely blown away seeing the dark night in theaters, but this, like I'm, I'm, I, I have to, wear I have, makeup. Oh my God. <laughs> I, have, I have to reassess after this one because it's, it, it, it did things in particularly with the yeah noir detective angle. And it, it really felt it really felt true to the character in ways that no other film in this franchise has has even attempted to do. Christopher Nolan turned in his version. Bruce Wayne is basically James Bond that sometimes dresses up like a bat to fight crime. Like yeah. that's kind of like his version of Batman. And like this version of Batman, uh, you know, like in other versions, like uh, Batman and Jim Gordon, like they're talking and they're like. Uh, equals, you know, they're going over like an engineering project discussing, you know, the <laughs> smallest details. Like this Batman is like if you had like a six foot five Great Dane, just you know, bring like a, a dead squirrel in its mouth and just drop it in front of you. <laughs> You're like, oh, 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 god, oh no. <laughs> Like th this Batman, it, he doesn't pull any punches. It's vicious. You know, as we were talking about earlier, like every punch lands, it's absolutely brutal, but it also, you know, like how the <laughs> cops treat Batman is great. Cause they're like, he's a fucking freak show. Like what, why are we allowing him in here? <laughs> <laughs> it honestly speaks to like uh, uh, Gordon's rep reputation that he can just that he can be allowed to just invite Batman into the into the crime scene where the mayor has just been brutally murdered in like <laughs> when they're bitching about the uh, chain style. of like yeah oh my god the, the, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but yes oh, okay, yeah. uh, the the whole uh, chain of custody of the evidence yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> like ah oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, he's wearing gloves. He's not. A, he's not going to contaminate the scene. Just starts ripping up the carpet off, off of like and like uh, just a just a hunch. It worked. I'm right. I am the greatest detective. I mean, I, I guess like uh, I just wish you waited five seconds. It's okay. I've been recording our entire conversation. What with my eyes? <laughs> Because again, there, there is still like the Batman high techness, but even that doesn't feel like super out there. Like it, it's basically Google Glass, but if it was a contact. And I also liked how it was kind of in black and white, and it had like a uh, you know a tint on it, and 
everything has an almost retro feel for it being as high tech as it was because it's all prototype stuff that he's come up with you know yeah it, it was it was like retro gothic futurism almost in like the in like like dare, the style dare we say goth cyberpunk dare we dare uh, we venture I, into okay, that I, yeah i'll i'll throw my weight behind that I'll, yeah that's that's what that, that's a good way to put it for sure um uh, yeah and, and the, the little the little uh heads up display on the contacts that could recognize known quantities like when he gave uh, Catwoman the the lenses in the club and she's going around yes. I- identifying members of uh gotham's uh political elite there uh, well, i don't was- know if you also saw it he was he was uh there it wasn't like it was able to just read every face he had like a database of all yeah. of like the 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 you know cops and of the city councilmen so that's what he was actually scanning through it wasn't he had his, he had his to- mobile hub it wasn't like he was like commanding from the back if like he set up like a mobile command site just like under under like by the side of like a train and it's like just <laughs> under this little like oh this little like like oh, like overpass and it's rain it's raining right next to it and like the train going overhead <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dirt, dirt bike like it's, he's it's, riding around it's it's it's, it's like so, it's so high tech but it's so homemade and so gritty like oh just mm, perfect they yeah. thought it through oh it's great <laughs> I, I mean it's even it's even the little things you know about where it's like batman like oh he doesn't use guns but then like he still has and grabs a shotgun and then is beating a man to death Yo, with it. When, he, when he grabs <laughs> their gun and uses it like a baseball bat like he he he, he, he like he literally has a couple baseball swings in there. Like first when he like grabs a pole from a guy. And then when he grabs the, the rifles at the end from the, from the, from the Riddler shooters, like just fucking awesome. (laughs) I I still love how even this Batman like bends the rules of like, I don't use guns, shoots a grappling hook through one guy's knee. (laughs) (laughs) Or just moves aside to let them shoot each other. Yeah. like uh, Yeah. Okay. Come on, Bruce. Just, you know, we're already starting to fudge that code but he also never says that he doesn't kill he's just you know in, in his big <laughs> yeah. scene he's like you can't kill your own dad that's something you know like that's the line yeah you cross i love oh, i love how God. people were saying that like oh my god it was so nice to see a batmobile chase where nobody died uh, they, they literally caused like a three tractor trailer pile up with a like mushroom cloud level explosion <laughs> yeah i i really hate to to break it to you but when those two 18 wheelers full of gasoline collided into each other to create a explosion large enough and intense enough for penguin to start just like fist pump cheering as he drove away because he was so confident that no one survived that i got you oh yeah i mean like I, I know we're getting all over the place, but I fucking love the penguin too. Like oh, it, Colin it was, Farrell, my God, God bless you for for doing this. Like oh, uh, just the 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 facial prosthetics, like him basically doing like a Jersey mob boss Tony Soprano impression. It was like, it, but it was actually he's getting his own too. sequel. Yeah, he's oh, getting his own let's, sequel. Let's we're getting go. Batman Sopranos. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm just let's fucking go. Like it was it was the perfect amount of like the balance between like the men and the camp because they also they had him do a fucking penguin waddle like yes they have him all tied up as they're interrogating him and then they abandon him he's like you're just gonna leave me here and then does the waddle oh uh, uh, it's great uh 
And like, they yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But they did. But I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I need off. to again emphasize the fact that we saw him do a penguin waddle. No one said, look at the penguin. He's doing a penguin waddle. Is that why they call you the penguin? Smirk to camera. Look to camera. Yeah. Tom Holland making a cameo for no apparent fucking reason. Like it, it, it just worked because they presented ridiculousness just for what it was. And they let us as the audience enjoy it. We didn't need to have a laugh track to tell us what was entertaining or not. I, uh, I literally like laughed out loud more times in this movie than any other comic book movie. Like I can remember. Like, it was, like when, when the, I'm sorry, I'm just cracking up the thumb drive. How did oh, no yes. one crack up <laughs> the thumb drive? Oh my god! Yeah, like just all the all the all the Riddler's little puns and shit. Like just oh, so good. Like again, it was like he was an incredibly menacing, sinister, creepy character, but just that little level of camp to it where yeah, they're they're not taking themselves too seriously in the, the like wink and nod at the camera, like, Oh, you're in on the joke. Right. But they actually like did the, they, they, they use like show don't tell humor. And it amazing. It, what happens when you, when you do that, when, when you, you trust your three dimensional characters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause like even the penguin, like he does a penguin waddle. He's in all of these goofy ass fucking prosthetics, but he still has like the principles of being a mobster of where like he isn't a rat you know he's not like oh no don't kill me i'll tell you anything he's he's very much like fucking kill me i don't care because like his principles are that no one rats like that's his whole thing i know fucking rat yeah (laughs) and and, and, like when it's revealed that falcone was the rat and he's just like i'm i hope you die he just immediately pulls out a shit I, I, I love too how in that scene he was like dressed in like a, a purple and green suit. Like, I don't know whether that was a little like just sort of like, you know, comic book nod, but it was just like very, very subtly styled. And, you know, his, his first, you know, he acted like any other mob boss would, but he also runs a fucking club called the Iceberg Lounge. And like the club within the club is called 44 Below. It's like, oh, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so, it's so campy, but it's also so serious. And like, it's just, again, it's the perfect balance between those things. And they fucking, they, they did it. They fucking nailed it. Like <laughs> the thing that makes this so special to me is that it is all done solidly but everything is solid and that's what makes it wonderful like the car chase for example it's it's entertaining it's exhilarating it's disorienting it's all done to technical perfection there are fixed camera angles to where when you're watching the penguin you're in front of him so mm-hmm. it's, you're getting the idea of him looking back at batman and batman we're always looking at it with him looking forward at the penguin so that there is this feeling of an actual hunt and of a pursuit taking place and it's not doing the bullshit quick cut every five seconds to every corner of the city all the way through they they kept it small contained and intense and that's beautiful yeah and then you when you know when the when the the batmobile does its uh jump through the the flames it was because a ramp from the flipping truck fell in front of it and you see it go up the ramp and it's just like yeah it's 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 really hard to make a, a a especially like a car chase scene that doesn't overutilize those quick cuts, like you said, but also feels like fresh and intense. And again, it was like, it was exhilarating and they, it, 
like I know you 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 did have a qualm about how they uh, spoiled a lot with with the trailers, and that was that's that sequence in the that the aftermath where he's upside down in the car watching the Batman walk towards him from his viewpoint where the Batman's upside down. Like that that was spoiled by the trailer, but in the moment I was still like, "Fuck yeah!" Like let's go. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to mention about Batman uh, that we had talked about before a little bit is that he's not fully formed. You know, this is year two of Bruce being on the case uh, of the Gotham project, as he calls it. So he has like enough cool gadgets to be interesting, but he still is clearly also beta testing other gadgets at the same time. Like when he turns his, uh, his fucking suit into the squirrel outfit, you know, the squirrel, yeah. uh, the, the, jumping the wingsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then like, you're like, wow. Okay. He's flying. He's really gaining speed. Look at that. He's flying like a bat. Okay. He's, he's going down. He's getting low. All right. He's going to go through the tunnel. Everything's going to be great. Like, wow. He's going to land on top of the truck. It's going through the tunnel. So bad. At, oh, the parachute went off. Oh no. The parachute got caught on the bridge. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> He's, he's limping away from the scene into the shadows. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> I, I, I am the knight. <laughs> yeah, or like when he when he takes on multiple enemies in groups, like he's he's taking hits. He's taking just like a lot of gunfire. Like he he's not he he hasn't completely like you know honed his combat abilities into where he's just effortlessly beating people down um like and and able to in, engage with with like you know large groups like a fucking like like the like the Arkham video game or something or the yeah, or the yeah, he, or the he's... or the bail bat where he can just like just do one punch man like five enemies at once and then just like they immediately oh fall down like <laughs> oh yeah i'm not going to forgive christopher Nolan. And, you know, let's talk about the super gritty Christian Bale Batman, you know, where he has no cartilage in one knee, puts a brace on the knee and then is able to knee kick through <laughs> concrete. Uh huh. Yeah. That. <laughs> Everyone knows that that super that super real Batman. God, uh, whatever. Uh, it, it, again, you know, I, I have been on the take that the bale batman movies are going to age the worst because it's shot like this serious scorsese level kind of drama you know it's like heat almost yeah. with a guy in a bat suit fighting a, a clown and that that's not gonna uh, age super well it doesn't take away from it but you know it shows that we're at a different point in our culture where now we can actually have something that's uh e even more actually grounded on it of where we're, we'll accept that kind of a thing because uh i i really want to start talking about riddler you oh know, let's I, go I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world's most powerful lobby <laughs> 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 he is so good you know like i see a lot of people are drawing comparisons to zodiac and to seven and i think that that's fair i think that that's valid but not enough people are talking about how this is similar to saw like mm. the riddler is jigsaw he has the modulated voice he has a similar motive of trying to root out corruption and look at who you've harmed blah 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 
these over-the-top theatrical torture traps. Okay, in a PG-13 movie, we watch a police commissioner's face get eaten by rats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, 13-year-olds can watch photos of this. Yeah, the, <laughs> fine. The, I mean, the, the, the first scene, we watch him beat the mayor to death with, like, with, a, with a carpet tool. Like we see that we see that the, the DA's head get blown off with a with a like neck, neck bomb. Like, it's, but we didn't see a nipple grift, and that's the important thing. We yes, have to, oh, we have to be careful. I would have had to avert my eyes if uh, they they'd gone if they they'd done a little uh, tasteful nudity with uh, with Zoe Kravitz. No. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz and her roommates, quote unquote. Yes, her roommates. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, they were. Her roommate <laughs> that she calls babe and uh, <laughs> uh we'll, we'll get to catwoman in just a moment but um uh, okay you know what it's time for me to issue the first major apology here uh because i think we all had fun online i think all of us did mocking the riddler's costume you know, calling it a party city knockoff, <laughs> looking like shit. And it turns out that was exactly the point, because uh, it was all supposed to be stuff that you could have just picked up at an army surplus store or just wherever and uh, maintain full anonymity throughout. And uh, God damn it. Well done, Matt Reeves. You <laughs> 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 proved me exactly wrong for making fun of you. So uh, respect, respect to you on that. God, yeah, just... and they, they obviously cribbed a lot of from like online culture, um, for from you know the 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 Riddler acting like a like a Twitch streamer, like he's like thanking. Oh his my subscribers. god, when he breaks character <laughs> yeah. slightly, you know, he's, yeah, he's like, yes, Gotham will suffer. You will see the pain that you've brought. But also, I really appreciate the subscriptions, guys. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> it literally felt like a Sam Hyde video at times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a just a beautiful thing, you know. I'm I'm not gonna uh, try and hate uh, on Riddler too much because uh, he's terrifying, objectively. Amazing performance by Paul Dano uh, throughout. You exactly perfect casting for this. Um, a lot of people making fun of Riddler also for having 500 followers, uh, saying that you know, haha, I have more followers than than Riddler. Uh, it, that may be true. You know, let's ignore the fact that it's like like a closed circuit, bizarre Gotham only kind of social media site. But it, <laughs> it, you know, that, that, those are the ridiculous factors. He got all 500 followers though to buy an outfit, buy a rifle, and climb to the top of the building. You know, that is a dedicated fan base that I think any podcast would kill to have uh, as listeners. Yeah, you, you, you. <laughs> You hearing that uh regular listeners who haven't signed up to the patreon uh, <laughs> uh it's, it's 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 time for you to go riddler mode <laughs> i i just love the idea of like every batman villain kind of cornering like a weird part of social media you know like uh, riddler is obviously kind of getting like the the twitch yeah. kind of crowd <laughs> a little bit but you know i i just interesting to see like what the other social uh sites could get dominated by uh poison ivy with instagram oh yeah I think, she, with she's all the absolutely flowers. like an instagram like influencer thought <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying let's 
turn Arkham Asylum into a, a hype house. Right? Let's go. Like, <laughs> just, Dude, the, hello, the, the, my name is Hugo Strange, and I have brought six of the most interesting criminals of Gotham living together. <laughs> the Joker's a TikToker. <laughs> <laughs> My account keeps getting banned. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Freeze is on MySpace still for some reason. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, My wife was killed so long ago that no other social media existed then. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out his razor <laughs> flip phone to T9 text his MySpace updates. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's not make too too much too many jokes here because that might attract <laughs> the wrong fans, you know. Because there weren't any jokes in this movie that, that, that it wasn't funny. You oh see, my God. no people no. actually were saying that. Like it's, my, it's you, ridiculous. Your, 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 your I, brains I, have been melted. Like, the, like <laughs> I'm still thinking about when um, when Batman is showing the photo of the mayor to Penguin, and Penguin's like, ah, oh, come on, why? <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't rolling with him. Like, come on. I'm just a proprietor. It's so good. Yo, bad cop, bad shit cop. Oh like, my God. It's so, uh, uh, I it, it, it fits all of the characters. Like, I, I think that that's the problem that people have is like, well, why isn't everyone acting like they're in a movie? Why aren't they all being Deadpool? Why aren't they all like quipping to themselves apropos of nothing that would only make sense to do if you knew you were in a movie to get a zinger, you know? Why aren't they talking like that? Why are they just talking like real people instead? Uh, yeah, who knows? Who could have possibly known? Oh, with the, the with Batman being wrong as well. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you don't know Spanish? <laughs> it's law. It's hell. Penguin being like, "What if you don't fucking know your Spanish? Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> Not very woke of you, Batman. <laughs> Habla espanol. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. Yeah, you said it here. But if this was a Marvel movie, they would have had like a paid plug for Duolingo or something. <laughs> oh, oh god! god. Yeah. It's, it's just it's so good. Like you have fucking Nirvana Batman. That is an inherently funny idea. They just play it straight the whole time. It doesn't need bullshit quips and needle drops. Like you have the performances and the moments that are shaping the movie the entire way through that, that, you know, it brings a real ethos to the entire film. I, I just, I just really appreciated it, you know, like it, it's, it's just wonderful. Yeah, and I, I, like, and also, like, we haven't even touched on the fact that, like, it tells like a pretty, like, a a, a dense, well written, like, well plotted, um, pr pretty hard hitting story about political corruption, and and yeah. and oh at the God. end, in, in environmental collapse. It does. I mean, it, it hits on things like how there can be twenty years of different elections, but really, it's the same person pulling the strings the entire time. That doesn't seem like you know it might be poignant or anything for us to remember or keep in mind uh, as a Hurricane Katrina level event takes place and uh, wipes through Gotham. No, 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 not at all. 
not something worth uh, checking out and exploring. Yeah. And, then, and then, then they 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 have the 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 change, you know, the the hope and change uh, AOC stand in candidate, like, whose name <laughs> oh. is literally Rayall. If Ray yeah. all change. <laughs> Ray all That's change right. for Gotham. Uh, uh, you know, it just it's one of those things of where it's a comic book movie. Of course it's gonna be ridiculous, but they play it straight, they don't quip about it. That's what makes it entertaining the entire time. You can have these ridiculous characters because Gotham is now at the end of the movie, you know, Riddler's plans, like the corruption is revealed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Gotham is flooded and it's just like, all right, let, let's fucking go. Let the freaks take over. Like order has been completely flipped around. So let's see what happens. Like, uh, it, it's just, it's beautiful. Uh, but I I, I I don't want us to skip over Catwoman before oh, yeah. we start oh, getting oh, to okay. the end of yeah. the movie. That's my <laughs> biggest concern because, you know, um, I, I know people were making jokes about Zoe Kravitz is so hot. And yes, she's hot in the movie. But I was sat next to a uh, 12-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy, and then they're like 35 year old dad did they did and they all let out audible moans when she came on screen <laughs> they all started whisper talking to each other <laughs> i was like come on this is like they're uh yeah they're, they're those those uh those 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 boys are uh, realizing something about their uh you know orientation as <laughs> when she came on screen <laughs> Yeah, they had, a, they had a moment of realization. No, but uh, yeah, the, but those fucking pictures of her, those like, what were those from? Like, were those like promo shoots or whatever of her, like, like licking like lumpy milk out of a bowl or something? That, that was that was her just fucking around on set, like oh, okay. in between takes and things. So, <laughs> yeah. it, like, at least from what I can tell, behind the scenes, everyone was having an, a blast the whole time because you know they were trying to not go insane while also following uh protocols for covid and things while filming so you know like sure go lick milk i guess and get a photo taken <laughs> you do you you do you zoe uh who, who am i to judge about what goes on um all the different outfits i thought was cool i like the idea of uh of oh well how she has all the different wigs she rides a motorcycle herself too you know and she's running her own operation to try and steal just a whole bunch of money from her dad so it's a long con operation of her own you know I, like i thought that that was fun because she got like her giant big score and then her plan was to dip out of the city and she's like well i got my money i'm gonna go ahead and leave now uh and uh you should come with me bruce or not Bruce. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, she says, come with me, Batman. Uh, let's leave those assholes like Bruce Wayne behind. Uh, what? What's wrong with Bruce Wayne? Uh, I gr I agree about the other people, but like, what about Bruce Wayne? You don't think he has like a a charm? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I love, they. I, I I love how they have her uh, do the. They had, like her do like the sort of like cringy woke line when she's like, "We need to take down these the white patriarchy," and then just immediately starts making out with Bruce Wayne. It's like. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a little, little bit of uh, yeah, yeah, race and class play juxtaposition there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, you need to. I, I, we're gonna fight back against the system. Me and my multi-billionaire boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, can go, we can go knock off a few, a few hedge fund types upstate. You know? <laughs> just, just imagine, like the, the the bat and the cat doing like, uh, like, like home invasions in some like you know, upstate New York mansion. I, I would be <laughs> fucking terrified if yeah. Batman and Catwoman just became like robbers instead yeah. <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> yeah they're they're terrorizing the the, the college towns upstate <laughs> <laughs> batman took my new tv why <laughs> god damn it batman tried to fence it at a pawn shop he doesn't know how poor people work god damn it batman. Yeah, she, she's taking a, uh, a a leaf out of uh, jane sanders book still in a college <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I mean you know people have also talked about how maybe catwoman's gonna get her own spinoff and you know sure fucking great spin everything off you know why not at, at this point it, it's wonderful um one thing i did want to mention uh you know also uh, since we are kind of a little scattershot is the fact that uh, everyone's, you know, big, like finger waving, feel good about yourself for saying this about Batman take of like, well, actually Bruce Wayne should stop being Batman and try to instead uh, give all of his money away to various nonprofit organizations. <laughs> like that, that is a pivotal plot point of this entire movie of yep. where Thomas Wayne <laughs> does exactly that. And then it becomes a $1 billion slush fun for the mob as i said <laughs> literally it funds yeah. two competing mob bosses ward that rips the city apart <laughs> and there's the, nothing yeah. anyone can do about it yeah uh, and then yeah and then you 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 have the you have the hope and change candidate being like you know Bruce, you should do more uh philanthropy you know you should uh die, yeah you should you should put more into the renewal fund <laughs> just like yeah maybe that's oh, what you should yeah. do huh yeah. uh, maybe or maybe give uh me some money for yeah. from the renewal fun yeah huh? uh just just what a wonderful uh thing too because you know of course there's probably a balance of some way and i'm sure in future movies batman will probably start to to explore that option because you know we see a real arc that takes place uh throughout this film you know like uh, of where uh what what's the line at the beginning um what oh he says fear is a tool when that that light hits the sky it's not just a call it's a warning and you know he he's punching people and it's all badass but then like by the end of it after he goes through and then he gets like the big reveal from riddler when riddler's like i was leaving clues for you because we were working together we were taking down the city you know vengeance like we're the same and he's like oh, oh it's so God. good yeah like the riddler <laughs> thinking that batman is like secretly working with him and helping him along with his with his uh you know like uh fucking plot and and him this him, was him all leave, just a yeah. happy coincidence for the for the riddler by accident like you brought falcone into the light literally yeah i couldn't i couldn't do it myself like i needed your violence and, and you you played your role <laughs> like 
Yeah. And he's just happy and he's talking about it. Uh, uh, it's great uh, how <laughs> Riddler's big thing that's driving him insane is that he didn't get the chance to kill Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's a delight, you know, it's to see uh, what, what's happening there. Um, even then, when Batman <laughs> is fighting at uh, Gotham, uh, not Gotham Square Park, um, Gotham Square Garden. Gotham Square Garden. Uh, <laughs> against like the army of riddler shooters because uh just for anyone who might you know in, in the distant future if you don't remember this exact plot point after riddler gets caught the bombs go off so the flooding starts people go into gotham square garden where the, the mayor elect is there and that's like when a potential mass shooting is about to start among all the targeted elites so i'm not really sure it's a mass shooting like a group assassination attempt i guess would yeah, be the best way to phrase I, it i mean they, uh, were, they were firing into the crowd too like yeah he, he had his followers go paddock mode for sure like, yeah i mean it's also probably his message was attracting a bunch of people who maybe after they shoot the mayor they they have their own agendas and scores that they're trying to settle yeah you know, uh, <laughs> who knows who knows weird that these guys might not be the most saying like oh well we accomplished our mission do <laughs> form an orderly exit out of the door um but yeah so when batman's fighting one of the riddler goons and he you know takes his mask off and he recognizes him as one of the guys uh from the funeral and it's like well who are you and he's like i'm vengeance he's like oh my god oh this is my legacy no <laughs> kind of a kind of a thing so then when he closes out and it's uh, the second shot of the movie that's set in the day is one of the last shots of where he's helping load people up into helicopters or in, into boats and he's trying to get people out like he's helping in the daylight yeah as he, he talks about how vengeance won't change the past not mine or anyone else's people need something more they need hope it's like oh my god you get what batman is like that is batman like that's an understanding of why he does what he does and yeah. uh uh, just it makes me have to do apology number two which which sucks because i wanted to make fun of edge lord bruce wayne haha ha. uh look at him he's a little emo fucking oh it's gonna be so edgy bah, all the way through and it turns out that's exactly the point he was supposed to be that because we're seeing him at the beginning of an arc and then we see him at the end of an arc. I had gotten so used to seeing characters that remain static and don't change from movie to movie. I had forgotten that comic book movies can actually be highlighting one part of one character before the arc fully happens. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Just, just good job, Matt Reeves again. And like that, that arc is also, it's perfectly synthesized with also the reality that this is a traumatized, disturbed billionaire who, who beats on like, you know, poor people, because at the end, you know, it's very obvious, like Katrina imagery, like it, it's, it's, it's undeniable. Yeah. And then he's like, the criminal element never sleeps. There's looters. So I'm just, I was like, I just was, my first thought was like, oh God, like he's going to go Chris Kyle mode on the fucking Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he's learning still. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's, not, he's not fully uh, formed. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's on the right path. A couple of minorities have to suffer, you know, like, of course, it is <laughs> yeah. Batman after all. Yeah. A couple more super 
super villains need to like get made like you know mr freeze's wife has to drown or whatever the fuck the flood has to you know like fry out his freeze chamber of her or however they're gonna work it to where then he gets obsessed with water and cooling it uh <laughs> who knows uh you know it, it's just like uh it, it's something about where i'm actually excited to see more from this world and see what it has to offer uh, because I know it's not going to be exact tie-ins. It's going to be stuff that you can watch or not, and it it doesn't really matter. It matters whether or not you actually are into it or not, and that's a fucking beautiful thing to have. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. Like, and just the, the 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 promise of more too. Like in the end montage where you see uh, the the penguin looking over the ruined city, you know, p- pl- plotting plotting his uh, consolidation of power. Like, He's now the top dog. Oh. That was wonderful. Like, yeah, wow. Like, okay, glow up for penguin. Good for you, guy. Like we, this was actually like, you know, we didn't uh, like, I appreciated how they didn't rehash the whole Batman origin story. Like we didn't see his parents get killed, but like, this was almost like a penguin origin story too. Right. And we're getting the whole HBO show set in the penguin world. So fuck. Yeah. I love this. We're using Batman as actually the pilot for again, Gotham Sopranos. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. So uh, now we're getting into the last the last question that you know I think so many people are wondering. You know, they're, they're, we've been so back and forth with our opinion of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would you say that this movie is garbage or not? Well, uh, the Gotham in this movie may be just littered with garbage, but this movie is anything but. Uh, just the fact that it's it was three hours and and didn't feel like you you never felt the the length. Like it just it just flew by. It it took you along for the ride. It's like it's a staggering achievement for a comic book movie. And um, if you've like if if you've seen it, uh, you know I I hope you've. Uh, you know, enjoyed us hearing us fanboy over it for an hour, but like, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I am completely satisfied and I cannot wait for more from this universe. Uh, it, it's wonderful. You know, when I, when I first watched it, I said that this was an excellent HBO max mini series that you can only binge watch in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I stand, I stand by that, you know, um, but like, I mean it in the sense of like, it's an excellent HBO Max miniseries that you feel like you're binge watching, you know, we're, we're at a point of uh, television where it doesn't feel like that ridiculous to watch, I don't know, four episodes of a show like Peacemaker all at once. So you can, you can stomach it. You can watch this movie all in one sitting. It doesn't need to be uh, just a solid 90 minutes. Uh, instead, it, it can be an epic because it's going to feel epic and so uh that 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 makes me feel good the dc is in the right hands in this one particular case i'm terrified for everything else because uh i'm not feeling that great about black adam let me put it that way grift i'm uh, (laughs) uh, not, not feeling too good about it but um let's now get to plugs here what is going on in the shop right now well, um, yeah, it's we are rapidly accelerating towards World War Three. 
uh, like it's fucking going wild on the timeline. So we've got, I've been, I've been putting out more, uh, more designs in the, uh, the lethal aid collection. So, you know, just, just poking fun at all the ridiculous propaganda that is being, uh, pumped to us now that, uh, Putin ended COVID and now, uh, you know, stand with Ukraine is the new, uh, thing that the NPCs are into. So, uh, go, go check that out in the shop. Uh, you know, a bit of, bit of, bit of gallows humor as, you know, the, the gas prices are going through the roof, uh, literally probably going to, the, the city here is going to turn into Gotham soon. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Oh, please. You don't have a mayor that can enact real change yet. Uh, I'm sorry, Crypt. It, it's, uh, you're going to have to wait just a while longer to go Riddler mode and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, Let's see. Uh, for the actual uh, podcast itself, of course, we have our Patreon, which someone asked me to describe what our Patreon is since we are currently in the midst of doing our uh, Yellowstone TV show. And the best way I can phrase that to everyone, if you want to join the Patreon is a book club where we're just going over an episode of Yellowstone each week and then going over plot by point, uh, plot by point. Point, sorry, plot by plot, uh, plot by blah, 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 blah. whatever the plot fuck. Point it's been a long plot time. point. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, thank you. Completing each other's sandwiches. I got you, bro. Uh, it's great. Uh, and so, yeah, more content like that on the Patreon. No, no worries. Um, and so, it, it's a wonderful time if you uh, again enjoy getting cowboy pilled all the way through. Uh, but uh, you know, we're also hoping to try and get up to twenty-five patrons so that way then we can do an actual gig cast every week on there uh that that would be fun as we're going over the next season and slate of blockbuster movies and the trailers therein uh so i can't wait for us to start getting the trailers for all of these shows (laughs) pump it right into my fucking veins let's go and you know i've been seeing more and more uh you know well-known posters start to to, to do uh do yellowstone threads so crazy how that is and yet our engagement numbers interesting yeah, you know, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of funny how you know when when we started uh, covering it that all of a sudden this just just this trend started popping up. So if you if you know if you want to start watching the show and following along, it's honestly it's it's honestly worth your while. And I think we're the only show that's like doing like a, a episode episode recap at least at least within our media spheres as as far as I'm aware. I, in my opinion, we're also by far the most entertaining as well. Because oh, absolutely, we, no doubt. Yeah. Drinking this show to eleven is what makes it entertaining uh uh the uh, the highest compliment i've ever gotten was someone saying that they enjoy listening to yellowstone more than they enjoyed watching yellowstone and i was like ah thank you thank you i'm glad the world that we are building is uh working out well so it's enjoyable well uh we we are though we're we're approaching critical mass right now the my my room is flooding as we speak it, it's okay uh I, I have to go up here to my 500 followers just you know quick uh give a shout out to them so i gotta get going let's say goodbye grift peace deuces 